Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. I love that we say the Lord's Prayer. We pray the Lord's Prayer every Sunday. Um, I remember, gosh, it was... I think about six months or so after we started coming here and we were you know gonna have dinner and um, so we usually pray at the end of dinner instead of at the beginning because it's just hard to get everybody there at the same time and so but we make everybody stay seated until everybody's done and then so um, and so it's hard to keep them keep them from eating so we just pray at the end of dinner but uh, we asked the uh, one of our sons asked to pray for, for dinner that night. And so um, we let him, and he, he did the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, and I was like, oh, good. Like, you know that. <laughs> I'm glad you know that. Um, right? Because it's training. It's training. Um, so this morning I made a soup uh, that's traditionally served um, on New Year's in Korea. Um, it's called tokuk. Um, tok is a T-T-E-O-K, tok, um, and it's the name of these rice cakes. And um, they're kind of sliced. They're, they're different shapes that it can be in, but these are kind of sliced. And I can't remember what the, the word is for the way that they're sliced. But they kind of look like the moon because traditionally um, in Korea, they celebrate the Lunar New Year. Um, but many Korean Americans have kind of adapted to celebrate the U.S. New Year's just because, like, that's the day everybody has off. Um, so um, tok is a... Uh, the rice cake and gook means soup so it's rice cake soup um, so I made a big pot hopefully everybody will get a little taste of it um, and I make this every New Year's uh, we eat this and it's a way to kind of honor and keep tradition um, to remind myself and my kids that uh, despite our mostly Western appearance uh, we're Korean that's our heritage and it's a simple way to disciple them in their heritage and some of you do things like this too. Um, I, a few weeks ago, um, I saw some little girls with their Santa Lucia candle wreaths uh, walking around, um, which was really adorable. And I know that some of you uh, made korv, like this uh, Swedish sausage, um, this holiday season that you gathered and made that. And those are traditions that reinforce, that disciple us, that remind us that like we come from a particular place. And that we're a particular people. And of course, uh, traditions get traded and expanded. Um, like Musical, which is happening this year. After three years, there's going to be Musical this year. If we want our church to send somebody, we need somebody that wants to organize for Musical, um, our singing group. But, um, and also potlucks. Those are gifts that have been shared with us. And then, like, little things that we do, like how we do things, like having the elders. We always let the elders get their food first, right? Um, we try to honor traditions. And we have this other uh, Korean New Year's tradition that we practice at my house. And in this tradition, the youngsters, they get dressed up in, uh, in hanbucks, their traditional Korean clothes. And uh, then the kids will bow to their elders. And usually it's just to listen to me. Um, and they wish us uh, health and wealth and good fortune for the New Year. And the elders, us, 
uh, we'd give the young person a blessing and a little bit of money. Um, and this is something that I've kind of adapted for the church. Um, now, since you're not Korean, you know, you don't get dressed up in your hanbok. Um, and I would definitely feel really weird if, um, you know, you got down on your knees and bowed to me, touching your, your forehead to the ground like my kids do to me. Um, and I do not have money to give you. <laughs> so just saying that. But I do give the church a blessing for the year. Um, something that reflects the goodness and grace of God that we can carry throughout the year. And I think that's important because in this world, we hear lots of curses. We hear lots of cursing, but we're not often blessed. And uh, we need more, more blessings in our life. And so I, I try to write a New Year's blessing for you. So this is always a, this is always a unique service. And so throughout the year, um, I talk to people and I pray. And um, this year, because you know, we had Pastor Christie, I, I talked to Pastor Christie also about you about what you're going through and how you've grown and changed and what you might be dealing with and what might you might need help with or what you might need to remember. And I try to keep all that in my mind and I ask God, what blessing do you, might you need to hear this year? And I, I really try to make sure it's not just a generic blessing. Um, I try to think of each specific person in the church um, when I write this. And I go through the, 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 the chairs, they're not pews, but the, the chairs and, um, in the sanctuary. And I think about who tends to sit where, because people kind of sit around the same spots. Um, and so I kind of walk through, and I, and I pray for you guys. And I go through the, the email lists of people that subscribe to the newsletters, because, you know, because sometimes people all miss. And so then I go through and I pray for those names. And I think of those that come that cannot come to church, but we know consider us their family. Um, but they can't come because of health concerns or or whatever. And and I and I pray to God for them. And I pray, you know, Lord, like please give me a word for for him or for her. And so when I say that this blessing is for you, yes, I mean it's for the whole church. But more than that, as much as it can be. I mean it is for you, singularly. Um, it's what came to mind as I prayed for you. As much as I can be, right, there's always a little of that negotiation, but I, I try to make this something for you to carry. And so this year I prayed, um, and what came to mind um, was how busy we are. Is how busy you are, how many different things we try to juggle, how many different competing things and identities we have. And uh, uh, this, this, this image uh, just kind of came to me. And this person with like an arm full of stuff. Um, now, I, I want to ask for help with this. Um, Jamie, I'm going to pick on Jamie. Can you come here? I have something in here. Oh, you can stay there. Or, like, right there. That's fine. You gotta be, be here, but, like, not here. Alright, no. There. So, we just have all these things. And I was just thinking about, like, well, what sort of things do we all have? Yeah, can you pick that up? There you go. See, it's hard to carry it all. See? And here, wait, this one, too. 
All right, and the, you know we have these expectations of like the careers that we have, and how we manage that, and how we manage to be a husband while we're doing that. I say husband because I'm a guy, but we also do think about like how to be a good wife and how to be a father, or how to, or how we'd like to be a father or a mother, or a husband. Whoops. And we think about our parents and how to be a, a good son to them. There you go. Or an auntie and an uncle, right? We think about what we should look like, how we should dress. You know, what looks nice, what looks appropriate looks smart. We think about the house we have, where we live. Is it, is it a good place? Is it a good place? Whoa! Oh, right in my pocket. Um, a good place for my for my children? Is it, is it gonna, be, gonna be adequate for them? Are they gonna be safe? Are they gonna go to the right school? Is that gonna be enough for them? Huh. What activity should they be involved in? Right, because there's lots. Right, should you do soccer? Or baseball or drama or but you know but we also got to do self-care right we got to take care of ourselves you know are you seeing it are you seeing a counselor are you making sure that you're taking care of yourself get into the gym right get some exercise so see friends you got that right. and how is your car doing is it doing okay are you maintaining that right so, or maybe, maybe volunteering. Are you volunteering at the church? What are you doing at the church? Huh? Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> you just lost it all. <laughs> so, all right. So these are things, right? We try to hold all of these things, all of these identities in our arms. And we can't do it. They just keep coming. <laughs> right? Yeah, and we do. We contort ourselves trying to get it all done. All right, you can, if you want to, you can try to get these in here. But if it doesn't go in there, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, we'll get it later. Um, there are all these things that shape us, right? And they just overwhelm. They get piled on more and more and more. And it's too much. It's too much. Even the good things, most of those things I said weren't bad things necessarily. But they're things that take time that take effort, that take our attention. And it's hard to carry these things. It's too much. Um, a few years ago, um, I, I, you know, after I'd been to the church for a year or so, I just kept hearing about how tired people were. And so I resolved um, to myself, um, for a year, I'm not gonna ask for any volunteers for anything. Um, as much as possible, I'm going to do everything myself. Like, the church just needs a break. And and, uh, and during that year is also when I wrote my, my first New Year's blessing to this church, um, which is probably still my most popular blessing, which is, you are enough, you have enough, and Christ is enough. Um, and it's a good blessing. It's a good truth to remember. But I'm not sure if the outcome was exactly what I expected. Because it was as if... Um, as expectations 
from the church lessons, the world's expectations just got louder. People weren't like all of a sudden freed up to do more things. It was just transferred. Our business was just transferred to other areas. And it, and it kind of broke my heart a little bit because I don't think we're meant to carry such heavy loads. And so this is all in my mind and what's kind of coming to me as I'm writing the blessing this year and I'm praying about it. And then, you know, I was kind of searching through scripture and um, the scripture came to mind and it's a weird scripture for this, but um, I'm going to read it to you guys. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are at the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence of God. Um, church, I fear that we've allowed ourselves to be discipled by the world. Um, that's what Paul's saying in this um, passage. We've allowed ourselves to be defined through our partnerships, through our, through our, through our marriage, our, our yoking, with the expectations of this world. And in, and in case you're not sure what a yoke is, this is a yoke. I got a picture. Ta -da. Um, so that's a yoke. It's, a, it's, a, it's usually a piece of wood, right, used to bind two animals together. And then the animals, uh, you know, often, they're a cattle, they're ox, um, they, they walk together, they pull together. And because of all the, their time walking and pulling together, they become one. Because after the oxen are uh, trained to work together, Actually, they, they really can't take on new partners. Um, you know, they start off little and they grow up and they, they don't really take, they, they just learn how to work with that one, one ox. And so when one of them retires, the other one has to retire too. They kind of become one. This passage in Corinthians, it warns us to be careful about what we're bound to. Because what we're bound to will end up defining you. Yeah, who you're bound to will end up defining you. <laughs> and the expectations of the culture around us is often what shapes us, it defines us, it tells us what to do and how to do it. And though we may believe in Jesus, right, and we want to follow him, the culture that we swim in is what teach us, teaches us how we spend our minutes and our hours and our days and our year. And those minutes and hours and days and years, they shape us, right? They find us. They disciple us because they take up all the time. 
But we're called not to be yoked with the world, not to be yoked with the idols and the false gods and the unbelievers of the world, to not have our path determined by the things of this world. And Jesus, he asked his disciples to cast aside the yoke of the world and to take his yoke upon them, to bind ourselves to him, to walk with him. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's a difference. We're not supposed to just cast off one thing so we can take more. And so my blessing for you this year is for you to remember that you're no longer yoked to this world. So cast it off and bind yourself to Christ. Spend time with him. Learn from him. Serve him. Define yourself in who he is and receive the freedom from expectations and the burdens of this world. And that's what we're going to be working on this year. And so this is the blessing that came to me as I prayed this year. And so with that, um, I always kind of break it down. Elders, elders, could you please stand to, if you're able to, to receive this blessing. Oh, I know who's like, oh, am I an elder yet? Um, um, yeah. Mm. All right. Elders, please receive this blessing. May you remember to whom you are bound. May you continue to stand fast against the world that tries to tell you that you are done and your race is run. May you instead continue to walk step by step with Jesus, yoked together with his loving grace. Now, women of the church, please stand up. This year, May you cast aside the yoke that the world puts upon you. May you not fall prey to the expectations and the comparisons that the world will try to make. May you tear down the idols that the world will offer you, knowing there is no life to be found in them. May you be discipled by Jesus, learning to spend time with him, and learning to carry his yoke instead of your own. You may be seated. <clears throat> Men, would you please rise and receive this blessing if you're able. May you not be defined by the standards of this world. May you cast aside the heavy burdens that the world places upon you. May you find true rest in being bound to Jesus. May you throw down your nets, the work of your hands, to follow him. Learning to define yourself through the work he is doing in you and through you. You may be seated. 
And now, usually, there are more because actually, usually we don't have Sunday school during this blessing, but this isn't actually, this is the eighth, not the seventh. So there's not as many young people here. But young people, please rise, those of you that are here. And that's you too, Zeddy, in the back, to receive this blessing. Young people of the church, may you learn to work hard. May you learn to struggle. But even more so, may you learn that the things of this world will not satisfy. May you instead find life in Christ. May you be discipled by Him and cultivate the simple fruit of the Spirit rather than the accolades of the world. And as you walk with Jesus, may you grow into the yoke that he has put onto you so that you can walk in this life with him step by step. You may be seated. All right. So that's the blessing. Let's pray. Holy Father, you are good. And we trust you, Lord, or we want to trust you, or we want to want to trust you. Please meet us where we're at. Teach us how to put on your yoke. Teach us how to walk with you. Because we were being ground down by the weight of all of the expectations of this world all the stuff that we have to do and the prior things that clamor for our attention may we instead put our eyes towards you in Christ's name Amen <laughs>